Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Greensburg. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Decatur County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Good morning. It is Wednesday, September 13th. It's five minutes after 11. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Aliens, Casey. They found the aliens. They found the aliens. What on earth are you talking about? Oh my gosh. We had a whole hour of stuff to do and I'm just axing all of it because we have to do this story right now. So apparently there is the Mexican government Mm -hmm. is conducting some sort of hearings on UFOs, extraterrestrial life, etc., like they've been doing here in this country. And as a part of this hearing today, they have whipped out these two, what they claim are alien corpses, mm-hmm. and presented them to the public. And I guess they're claiming that these 30% of the whatever this thing is, I mean, all sorts of news agencies are covering this now. You can see the photos for yourself. of their DNA is unknown, and they're trying to say, look, we didn't find these alien corpses in, like, a UFO wreckage. We found them in algae somewhere, and I'm looking at this, and this this little corpse looks like something that Kev could make in about an hour Mm -hmm. at a local pottery barn. Is that paper mache? That's exactly what it looks like. They got some Mod Podge on there. So they're saying these corpses are between 700 and 1,800 years old. They took x-rays of them, and they have eggs inside of them. But there's two different bodies. They have three fingers on each hand and elongated ET-style heads. I mean, it looks just like the ET. It's like a paper mache mm-hmm. ET. It looks very small, by the way. Yeah. And uh, so they're not saying like aliens crashed here on Earth and here's the spaceship and here's the bodies that were uncovered. This is not like Independence Day, but there is production by the Mexican government of what they claim are aliens. I call bull. It makes me wonder, like, you know, the Steven Spielberg movie. Was it based off of reality? Because it looks like the E.T. from the movie. Do you remember, you're a little more seasoned than me, Mm. so you would have been an adult when this happened. Kev, I don't even know if you were born yet. (laughs) When I was a kid, there was a video. It was back when you used to, you know, you see the commercial, buy this video now, call this phone number, and and it was the alien autopsy video. Oh, yeah. Do you remember this? Yes, I do. Where they sold this video that was Mm -hmm. purported, like it was on late night television all Mm -hmm. the time. It was back Mm -hmm. when VHS was still a thing, and you could buy. I had the alien autopsy. Of course you did. uh, VHS. I have no idea how I got it. I'm sure my dad would have been the person who did that, but I'd watch that. I think that's complete crap. Like, this is complete crap. They say they were retrieved from Peru. <laughs> well, there's nothing untoward about the Peru government. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's all completely above board. Yeah, this is interesting. I mean, they are displaying these like they are evidence. This is real. Um, yeah, we'll see. Well, anyway, I just thought I saw that and I thought we must stop whatever else we're talking about and just point out to people that the Mexican government <laughs> claims they have unveiled aliens to the world. But isn't that something, though? Because the Mexican government, they're having their UFO or UAP hearings, whatever we're calling it now. And unlike our government, where everything is shrouded in silence down there, they're like, here they are. Look at them for yourself. 
Yeah, I don't. Are we doing uh, DNA testing on these things? Uh, can we talk about McDonald's for a minute? You want to do that? This well, is really life changing stuff. Oh, okay, yeah, real quick. So this is a bit of insider baseball stuff. But normally, when we do an hour of radio, mm-hmm. the top of the hour is what we think are the most important, like news stories. Yeah, and then we kind of do normally political yeah, in nature. We, yeah, or government related because mm-hmm. that affects your life. And then we kind of get into more of some of the fun stories as the hour rolls along. On the surface, this would not be like a life-altering story. It's not government. It's not impeachment. It's not aliens. Right. However, I think it will affect so many people. (laughs) More people. That we must do this as a top-of-the-hour story. Yeah, so McDonald's is getting rid of one of their biggest perks, and that is they are going to be eliminating their self-serve soda Mm. machines. They're going to do this by 2032. In all of their U.S. restaurants. <laughs> You're a big fan of the free refill. Well, huh? look, and, and this is, you know, I am, I could be sentimental about a bowel movement, Casey. So mm-hmm. I'm, I, re- I get that I'm not exactly the best person to talk about this on, but it seems like everything I once knew and loved and revered is being stripped from me. Oh. And we saw it earlier this year when the, the one thing we still had in this world was the $1 large McDonald's soda. Mm-hmm. And they took that away from us, and now it's like a dollar twenty-eight or twenty-nine before applicable taxes. And now it appears that the other thing that I could count on is I could go sit in a McDonald's, and for a dollar whatever, I could get as many refills mm-hmm. of what they call the drink suicide, where you mix them all together sure. as I wanted, and just sit there and watch the hours mm-hmm. roll away, and yeah. now McDonald's is about to take that from me as well. So here's the question. When was the last time you actually sat in a McDonald's all the dining time. room? All really? the time. Well, not You're since, the one. Not since my baby was born, uh-huh. but oh yeah, all the time. You would go into the dining room. It's where the value eat. is. You get the free refills. Okay, well, McDonald's is claiming that consumer behavior has changed, uh-huh. especially since the pandemic, yeah. and they're experiencing the surge of business through the drive-thru yeah. and even delivery services. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And fewer people are choosing to eat inside the dining room, and that reduces the need for the machines. And that's one of the reasons why they're getting rid of the self-serve pop machine. Speaking of the delivery services, did I tell you about the guy that stole my food from the McDonald's? No. Uh, I don't know. One of these apps. I don't know what they are. Kev, you use them. What are they called? Yeah. Isn't it DoorDash? I don't know. It's one of that's those. What, there's, yeah. mo- there's more than one. Mm-hmm. Of course, I have no idea how any of this works, but my wife has one of those. Thank God there's someone taking care of you. Uh, well, I mean. How, the, how you survived this long, I would I do it know. the same way I did the previous 30 <laughs> plus years of my life. I, would, I go to the store. I go to the bank. I go to the post office. Mm-hmm, yeah. I pay the I pay the bills with. like and DoorDash uh, is expensive. Well, you, pay, you end up paying double the amount of what you would pay if you just went you? to the restaurant. Thank you. I have paying to, for convenience. I have this True. argument all the time with my wife, and I went out when I'm there, uh, which is it is cheaper for me just to drive to the thing and get it, and it gives me an excuse to get out of the house. And I love that you're like, I'm glad someone's there to take care of you because there's no way you could get in your car and drive to the restaurant that's a mile from your house. <laughs> like you would just starve to death if someone didn't have an app that well, would bring so you your food. You're so adverse to technological advances, and that's just the way things are heading more and more it, every but it's day. Not. I get in the car, I go to the restaurant, I give them money, they give me money back, I take the food home, I eat it. I yeah. did it for 30 plus years, Casey. I'm surprised you're even alive. We're going to find you in a, puff, a puddle of your own vomit someday, Rob. Maybe. I'm, anyway, uh, and I always tell her this, I'm like, this seems like it's really, really an opportunity for someone to steal your food. And she's always like, no, 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 that won't happen. So, 
order food. She's mm-hmm. like, oh, and now we can order it from two different places and they'll bring you blah, blah, blah. So order from two different places. Of course, I find the cheapest possible place and <laughs> she's practically eating St. Elmo. So they balance each other out. <laughs> mm-hmm. So her food is ordered and comes. And I was like, shouldn't they come together? She's like, well, that doesn't always work that way. So I guess on your phone, you can watch Uh the guy or girl who's got your food. Uh So we're watching and the guy gets the food and then instead of coming to our house, he starts heading in in the wrong direction. And she's like, this guy's going the wrong way. I said, he's probably stealing the food. Right. And she said, no, 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 that's not that's not how it works. I, we see the guy, the little dot on the phone. <laughs> and I, the whole time, of course, I'm going, this would not have happened if you had just let me go get the food. And then again, I got that look that if, if mm-hmm. thoughts mm-hmm. could murder yeah. someone, she would be at the Supermax in Florence. <laughs> and the guy goes from the restaurant to the liquor store across the street and proceeds to sit in the parking lot doing who knows what to my eating, food. Eating your food. It appeared it was that way. He was having a meal on you. You, you know who it was. Who? The hamburger. Hamburger. <laughs> so, she, I don't know. She calls customer service and they're doing a thing. And so they, okay, say, hey, we'll get right back to you. They proceed, I guess, contact the driver, Jim or Dave or whatever the guy's name mm-hmm. is. He tries to tell them. The restaurant the food. No, he tries to say the restaurant was closed. Oh. And she's like, Mofo, that restaurant is not closed. I can be there in two minutes. The McDonald's <laughs> next to the highway is not closed. Mm. And so they gave us the money back, and I guess they gave her a credit or something. But see, you know when this doesn't happen? When you go to the if dining you room. Just go do it yourself. Yeah. McDonald's future uh includes smaller restaurants. No dining room, perhaps, in many locations. So not only are they going to be shutting down the self-serve soda machine, you're not going to have that opportunity to go sit in your McDonald's in the future because they're just going to get a, get rid of them completely. Everything I know and everything I love, <laughs> it just seems to just go away. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just like the, the society says you can just not have this and enjoy it anymore. Well, to your wife's credit, I mean, she is on the uh, cusp of something because McDonald's says that their digital sales make up 40% of their total business. People are more like her than like you. Here's the other thing I don't like about the DoorDash with the McDonald's. <laughs> Can I just have a moment your here? Your fries get cold by the time well, they get there? Well, it's... Look, Casey, you should see the things I've eaten over the years. The fries being cold is the least of my worries. <laughs> they put it in a great big bag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a bag that I would need a little baby bag for the McDouble and the fries. But then, it, they like, if you get it, you got to... And they also have limited options on this online menu, which is, an, again, a whole other story. But then I've got this great big bag. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's like about. a grocery bag. And they tape the top of it, too, I think, so people don't get into and, it. And didn't you, didn't you have something horrific happen to you the other day on the ordering on one of these things? Oh, yeah. I ordered from Taco Bell. And of course, <laughs> the items that I ordered were yeah. all, they all contained beef. And the delivery guy got to Taco Bell and then he calls me and he says that they ran out of beef <laughs> at Taco Bell. So, like the Baja Blast. They never have that one. But I then got. it gets right. worse. Yeah. Well, then I tried to cancel it. And it said that uh, it was too late and that I couldn't be refunded the full amount. So you had to pay anyway. So I had to pay anyway. So wait, you, they so didn't have- to me every time, Kevin. They took the order. Mm-hmm. Then the guy gets there and says, I don't have the food. You say, hey, no problem. I'll just cancel the order. No, no, no. You can't. Ca- what are you supposed to do if they don't have the food? Yeah. What if you had a food allergy and you couldn't eat beef? 
Yeah, but he yeah. ordered the food. Well, I, well, that's I, well, on him. I ordered the beef. I wanted the... Uh, yeah, that's on him. If he ordered something that he can't eat. But if you get there and they don't have it, and you say, hey, no problem, we're all, we're all part friends, and I'm just going to cancel this order, they charged you? Yeah, well, I was like, I was trying to order some other stuff, but then I was like, I don't really want anything besides that. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, I tried to cancel it, and I got charged. Well, you know who this doesn't happen to, Casey? Who? The person who gets in their car and goes up to the restaurant. Because if you get to the restaurant and you say, I'd like a beef burrito, and they mm-hmm. say, I'm sorry, sir, we're out of beef, you just go to the Qdoba. They're not charged anything. Mm-hmm. You can mock me all you want for being old and out of touch and bad with technology. <laughs> I don't have these problems. No, you, don't. you know, you also wouldn't have this problem if you just had a home-cooked meal. Let's not get crazy, Casey. <laughs> Let's not go there. Hey, Kevin, Taco Bell, Starbucks, and Chipotle are also reinventing their designs and possibly getting rid of their dining rooms in the future as well. That's sad because I spent many a drunken night <laughs> in a Taco Bell. That was like, the same with McDonald's, too. You would finish the night in the McDonald's or Taco Bell with your friends. Mm-hmm. And let's be very clear. When you say you spent many a drunken night, you mean in the passenger seat. Yes, yeah, of course. Thank you, very good. Or or it was in walking distance. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) It's 18 after 11. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. 21 minutes after 11, it is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. I saw this article on Indiana Capital Chronicle, and I wanted to uh, bring it up. And it's especially troubling being the mother of a daughter. And um, if you have a a young female in your life, hopefully you'll pay attention to this story. uh, Because it's saying Hoosier girls are facing an unprecedented mental health crisis in the state of Indiana. And it was the first of its kind report, and it offers a really bleak look at what girls in Indiana say they struggle with in their daily lives. And I just, I, boy, the compassion, I hope you hear it. If you have a young daughter in your life, give them a hug. Because according to this report, they really need it. Don't you think the big, biggest part of this is rests in the internet and the irrational level of expectation young people place on themselves because of what they see on the internet mm-hmm. and perceive it as reality. It's really interesting that you bring that up because I just did an article yesterday at WIBC.com about uh, social media apps. And in the article, and I'm, I'm trying to pull it up here really quick to give you the statistics, it said that there's a, a number of people who feel like they have to uh, have a a fake life yeah. online and they're trying to live up to other people's expectations if I can find it here. Well, and, and while you're doing that, you know, we we chuckle about the people on the Instagram or whatever and it's like you will see them and go, you don't look like that. But the, and there's a reason people are like manipulating themselves and it's not just like, oh, I need to touch up my makeup like it used to be. I need to touch up my makeup or the lighting isn't very good here. Like people are doing things to their faces and stuff and it's like, you do not look like that. So it's 35% admit to frequently comparing their lives to the curated portrayals of others. Yeah. And that fosters feelings of inadequacy. That's exa- perfect. I'm so glad you were able to find that and articulate that because that's what I'm saying is the the illogical, irrational um, thought process that goes into seeing something on the internet and then just assuming that is what it is, right? Mm-hmm. It, 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 
people's lives are not all sunshine and happiness. People do not have faces without wrinkles on them or marks or whatever. We're human. And yet the perception, and I think it is more true with women than with men, because you see, hey, and I'm not even talking like, well, influencer, blah, 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 looks. No, I'm saying like people are, everybody's manipulating, not every single person, obviously, but so many people are manipulating themselves and their appearance Mm -hmm. that it becomes, your brain almost gets tricked into thinking that's what they actually are. And then you try to hold yourself up to that yes. standard, and it's an impossible standard. It's like we're competing to be fake people at this point, and it's just, it's ridiculous. And so, I, you know, I think that's a big part of it. Obviously, I'm no expert, but when you see the mental health issues that people have, a big part of it is the pressure put on by society to keep up with this not not this thing that is not even real and you're never going to be able to keep up with something that's not real because it's not real well in this article they say that the data indicates that nearly half half of hoosier girls in grades 7 through 12 so we're talking about middle school through high school experienced depression in the past year and more than six thousand girls in high school not just considered suicide, but began to engage and think about the details of how they would carry it out. So that is next level. And we're talking about almost 17,000 Hoosier girls in middle school and high school indicated that they were experiencing depression and a lot of them seriously considered attempting ending their lives. So two two questions that would come out of that. Number one, is what is going on inside the public school system. And this is where, and somebody posted this several uh, several months ago and I saw this and I kind of just hit home. If you send your kid to a public school, that means they've got them for eight hours a day. Mm-hmm. The majority of your kid's life, more than they will be anywhere else, is spent in the hands of largely strangers. And look, you may think you know your teacher and there's a lot of great teachers out there. There's a good chance you don't. You don't know that person and there's no way, like simply going to a meet the teacher night or parent-teacher conference, you do not know the teacher. You are giving your kids over to strangers. And if you choose to do that, then okay. But you are clearly, based on these statistics, Something's going on in there that is not positive or productive mm-hmm. for these kids. So they're saying that girls are experiencing this more because they're more likely to develop mental illnesses like depression and anxiety versus boys. And they also are at higher risk of experiencing these symptoms at an earlier age as well. Uh, they do go on to say that 87% of girls report that, yes, there's an adult in their life that they do feel comfortable seeking help with. And with boys, it's 81%. However, they're not doing it. And I think it's up to the adult in this situation to check in. You cannot wait for your child to come to you with a problem. You have got to seek them out. That is your job yeah. as a loving, compassionate parent to make sure that your child is okay. And you have to pay attention. You have to look for things. You have to notice the signs. If they're not communicating, if they're not involved, if they're not engaging, even when they don't want to talk to you, it is your job to make sure that they're okay. And I wanted to put this out here. Of course, there's the nationwide suicide 
Suicide Crisis Lifeline. It is 988. And they say that the first message you'll hear if you call that number is you'll get a recording saying you've reached the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. And then they'll play some on hold music while they connect you. And then a trained crisis worker will get on the line. Okay. Uh, speaking of, of which, um, when we come back, you had an interesting uh, piece up at WIBC.com mm-hmm. about social media yeah. apps and which where Americans what's, what, what what's apps the they use the most. I, yeah, yeah, what's the favorite? Yeah. All right, we'll get into that coming up from 93 WIBC. How much time do you spend online on your social media apps? It is 1134. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So a recent report done by reviews.org shed some light on some statistics about our digital indulgence. Of course, you can read more about this if you'd like to at WIBC.com. Just go to the side piece and then uh, you'll find the article there. How long do we spend on social media? I know your answer, Rob. You'll probably say too much. Yes. (laughs) And get guilty as charged, right? I mean, totally. But actually now there is kind of a, some data on where people spend said time. Yeah. So the average American devotes about two hours and 44 minutes to social media every single day. And How much? Two hours and 44 minutes. Yeah, it seems about right. Really? For yeah. you? No, I mean, I'm just saying in general. For, like a, for everybody? Yeah, I mean, you, you. I bet there's a lot of people who spend the overwhelming majority of their day on social media. Yeah, uh, YouTube claims uh, two and a half hours every day. TikTok, two hours and 43 minutes. But on average, it's two hours and 44 minutes. So what app do you frequent the most? I'm gonna, I, I know your answer. Probably Twitter, right? Yeah. Pro- does YouTube count? It does. Well, because like I listen to a lot of things on YouTube. I mean, I'm, they're not like an integral part of my life. Like if I'm working out, I'll put something on YouTube and, you know, listen to it. But I, I don't, so I don't know if that counts. Like I got to be listening to something. I would be listening it to music. It counts or, because you're consuming. Yeah. I don't know. It may, it may actually be YouTube when you factor that in. Like if I'm driving in sometimes, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll listen to something on there. You're probably more engaged with the content on YouTube. Yeah. That, I, I, it may be YouTube. Okay. So you would be right there with everyone else because when American were asked which social media app they frequented the most, the answer was YouTube. Uh, Yeah, and I don't know if that counts as engaged, because it's not like I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm staring at the YouTube. Like, I'll just have something on in the background to listen to it while I'm driving into work or I'm working out or, you know, whatever. So I don't know if that counts, but I guess you're using it. Yeah, you're using it. It counts. counts. So behind YouTube came Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest and then TikTok. I didn't even know Pinterest was Pinterest still a thing. Was, I didn't even, is that even considered a social media app? Apparently it is. But when you break it down by generation, Gen X, they're clinging to Facebook as their go-to platform. Millennials and Gen Z, they're gravitating more towards YouTube. So that fits right into your profile. Okay, uh, Casey, when we come back, we mm-hmm. have a very important segment. It's going to be a bit of a longer segment, but it's really worth it. Um, we've talked about this many times on this show. Uh, human sex trafficking is a gargantuan issue in this country, and I don't think most people appreciate how big it is. It's a serious problem here in the state of Indiana. It's a serious problem all across the, the United States. And there's a big event going on tomorrow to try to help deal with this crisis. So we're going to have a couple of the folks who are part of, or are part of this event tomorrow to tell us what they're doing, what the work's going in to try to prevent human trafficking in Indiana and across the country. It's a great conversation next. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. You know, Casey, one of the things that we talk about this quite a bit on this show, a thing that is very real and very serious, and I'm not sure people grasp it, is the level to which human trafficking is taking place in this country. Yeah, when we had Lael Hill on the other day, we kind of touched on it, and I think it's really interesting to get a little deeper into the topic and educate our listeners. Yeah, it's one of those things that it absolutely is happening in this country. It is very prevalent, and I don't think the average person has any idea about that. So the good news is there are people working to not only try to solve the issue, but bring awareness Mm -hmm. to the problem itself and the level to which it exists. And there's actually a big event going on tomorrow to try to help bring attention to that. And with us now, some of the folks that are a big part of that. Our old friend Nathan Peter now, he is the head pastor at Life Church. It's going on at the at the Forest Lucas Estate, the big, the big boss, the big guy. Um, and Nathan, tell us about this event that's going on to kind of raise awareness for human trafficking. Yeah, this is our, uh, thanks for having me. This is our third year doing the Hope Starts Here Breakfast. And uh, it's going to be benefiting Project Rescue. Project Rescue uh, got started in India about 25 years ago um, with a partnership of two American missionaries and an Indian man who saw the level of sex trafficking that was happening in India. And it is it's truly abhorrent, uh, Rob. It's it's um, it's something that's a, a cultural thing over there that that you couldn't imagine as i know that you are a a new father of a of a little girl right yeah um but if you were to have two children in india uh in in many 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 places in india you would marry off your first daughter and you would sell your second second daughter into prostitution that's absolutely amazing now you did bring you brought a guest with you today and that's Danya. she heads up the eagle creek campus and Danya, you know i'm curious from a, a female perspective you talk to you i know you guys have talked to as a part of this organization women who have been impacted by this and kind of talk about what maybe some of their stories are like and and how much these organizations and like the breakfast you're having tomorrow at the Luke Lucas Estate are needed to try to bring freedom to these people. Sure. Well, a lot of people learn because of the movie uh, that we've all recently watched. Um, Sound uh, of Freedom. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. About God's children are not for sale. And we can talk about many kids, but I have one just in in understanding was Tia. At just 14 years old, she was sold into sex slavery by her family. And after almost a decade she was able to leave her trafficker and join Project Rescue's vocational training program where she's now learning to sew and um, do other things. She's able to be self-funded. And she said she has found a place. She's found my God, and I will never go back. 
It is Kendall Casey Show. I'm Rob Casey's here. Nathan Peternell, head, head pastor at, at Life Church with us. Also, uh, and by the way, full disclosure, everybody knows this by now, but Life Church does advertise on this radio station. And Danya, she heads up their Eagle Creek campus. We're talking about human trafficking, which is a huge deal. There's a big event going on tomorrow at the Lucas Estate to to help kind of an organization that, that promotes getting people out of human trafficking. Nathan, tell us a little bit more about the organization, about what's going on, because I think it's awesome that anytime prevalent people in the community are willing to use their fortune and use their their notoriety to help a cause as the Lucases do on the regular. Um, I think that's wonderful. So tell us about it. Yeah, the the event is is going to pro- um, you know really benefit Project Rescue. And so, like Donya said, if you've seen the Sound of Freedom and you're like, what can I do about this? I, I can't get into another country. I know this is going on all around me. It is happening here in Indiana. And in fact, the Hope Starts Here Breakfast last year uh, benefited not today that was that was um, partnering with Coach Wright and and Frank Wright, former Frank, former coach, yeah, yeah. And what he was doing in trying to bring a Awareness to just what's happening with our own uh, Hoosier young people and people from around the the country that are tra- being trafficked through Indiana. So this is you know you have to battle it on every front. It's got to be awareness. It's got to be making kids aware of what is is you know inappropriate kind of touching, inappropriate kind of um, uh, uh, of things that are happening towards them. You you've got to help police do this as well. So like last year, part of what we did was to to buy dogs that can smell the SD cards that that Wait, child what? pornographers. Wait, what? What'd you just say? Mm. Okay, so we 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 uh we went with not today last year to buy dogs that they the the tra- the traffickers and the child pornographers will put the pictures. They get it off their computer. They put it onto SD cards, mm-hmm. and and when investigators go in, they'll miss these things because they're so small. But last year, part of what we did was purchasing these dogs for police departments, mm. so that they could go in. They can smell the SD card. <laughs> you take them right out. We did mobile. We also invested in um, in in mobile investigation sites, mm-hmm. right? Right, little mobile crime labs where they go in and then they turn around walk right back in and arrest that child trafficker um they 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 use that sd card the dogs can smell the chemicals that come off of that so we're doing it here in in indiana we're doing it across the world project rescue is uh something that has started in india but now it's on three continents uh it's in it's in asia it's in europe it's now in africa and and you know what we're trying to do is just stop this everywhere it's happening. I was over in Spain. Spain is one of the things we'll be um, raising money t- to try and help. My wife and I went out to the industrial district, and and these young ladies are told they're going to get jobs. They're they're pushed in from um, from Eastern Europe. And then they they mess with their papers. They take their papers or they get them in illegally. And these girls are forced into how are they going to take care of themselves in in a place like Spain. And they end up they end up just being sold. There's literally there's whole apartment complexes full of six thousand girls that have been, um, you know, they're put in this place. They might go for a hundred a hundred bucks 
a night. And then we went out into the industrial park and you're walking around there and each one of these girls, the only reason you would be in this area is to pick up uh, a sex worker. And these girls are going for $20 a night. And, you know, this doesn't this doesn't just affect that. You know, you got these transgender uh, people that are out there. They're being sold for five bucks a, a trick. It's so unbelievably sad. And they're there like shadows in the night. And because prostitution in some of these countries is not legal nor illegal, these people are caught. And Project Rescue is one of the the organizations, uh, there there are others, but Project Rescue's been doing this for 25 years. When you give a dollar to Project Rescue, 83 cents of that is going, and that's a super high level amongst philanthropic organizations. Real, real quick, I wanted to introduce our guest, and then I know Casey has a question. Nathan yep. Peter Nell, he's the head pastor at Life Church. Danya heads their Eagle Creek campus. They're with us today, uh, talking about the big event they're having tomorrow at the Lucas Estate to raise funds to try to counteract human trafficking. Casey, go ahead. Danya, I have a question for you. Um, Nathan had mentioned that people are being trafficked through Indianapolis and through Indiana. Do you know of any signs to look for that Hoosiers can be aware of to spot something like this? Yeah, there's multiple ways that we can see things happening. But honestly, if you have and you're able to listen to how a child or how a person talks to you, um, a lot of lack of eye contact and lack of confidence, you can see many children who are exploited in that way, um, high anger issues. Um. You know, one of the things, and I didn't mean to cut you off here, but one of the things that when we had Lael Hill from Mental Health Hendricks County, she was talking about how now the signs in many places, instead of, hey, wash your hands or cover your mouth, are like at these rest stops. Yeah, I, I noticed that when I drove down to Florida in the rest areas all along, all, all all the way down to Florida, they used to be COVID signs and now they've been replaced with all of the human trafficking signs. Yeah, I noticed that in the airports recently Did you? too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in different countries. Yeah, they're, they're, Oh, they're, all over the world. Oh, then. yeah. And they're trying to, you know, they're trying to, to educate um, little kids mm-hmm. in what kind of signs, exactly what you're saying, like little things they can do to get your attention so that you'll cry out if you think that something is, mm-hmm. is, is in, you know, really kind of suspicious looking or sinister looking. And I think we all do well to try to get as educated. I mean, I think that's really what Sound of Freedom did for so many Americans. It woke us up to the fact that this is happening all around us. It's not just on our borders. With everything going on with border policy right now, this is happening. Kids are getting trafficked through America like crazy. I don't know if you know this, but the highest level of sex trafficking for minors is on Super Bowl Sunday. It's it's uh, it, it, that's a, a crying shame in in a in a nation like America, but that is it's happening all around us. Okay, and so so what do you need? I want to make sure we have time to get this before we have to go. What do you need people to do? Like if they can't go tomorrow, or is it open to the public tomorrow? Just take us through tomorrow and on. What do you need people to do? Yeah, well, it's it's at the Lucas Estates. It starts at seven in the morning. Uh, if you would like to be involved, you can still sign up. We still have some spots available. Um, if you would go to lifechurchin. 
lifechurch.com, Life Church, the the as in Indiana, like I N, lifechurchin.com, and you can sign up for a seat. We're going to have well, one of the founders of Project Rescue, Beth Grant. She's a <laughs> tremendously inspirational speaker. She's going to be uh, bringing the message uh, tomorrow, making us aware. But but then you you give right. Some people can go. Some people can be boots on the ground. Um, we get the easy part. We get to give and to empower these people to go do what they want to and uh, and 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 really rescue these people all over the world. I love what Beth Grant said in one of her books, Courageous, um, Courageous Compassion. I apologize. If organized crime can work together for the shared purposes of greed and exploitation and injustice, why can't the good people of America work together for the sake of accomplishing his purposes and freedom, uh, freedom and healing? Yeah, I love that. I love that. All right, so LifeChurchIN.com is the website, and if people can't go tomorrow, they can still kind of help out. You can future, absolutely right? financially still, help still, out. still give. Maybe mm-hmm. you or your family, you want to do something about this. You want to tell your little ones that you are 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 you're joining into the battle of this. Maybe your company, you know, so many companies are, are, are given, they're looking for great uh, philanthropic organizations that are making a difference. You know, Life Church is giving every penny that we get, it all, it, it'll, it'll go through our church and go right to Project And Rescue. this should not be a political issue. We should all be on the same side in regards to this problem. Well, you would think that, Casey. Mm-hmm. The only problem is, is that, you know, even like with the Sound of Freedom, mm-hmm. there were there were organizations mm-hmm. that do not want this to go out and be talked about. You would think every every person who loves virtue and goodness would would want this to happen, and yet, yeah, you know, just uh, for Spain in particular, I was just over there. They've cut funding because they uh, they you know they they want to put all of this LGBTQ stuff right back on these kids. They want to re-victimize them in many ways, and. And Project Rescue is saying, we, we won't do that. We're, we're bringing Jesus Christ. We're bringing hope and healing and restoration. And so you've got, you've got literal nations that are cutting funding to this kind of thing. And so what do you do? You, you can stop and you can look at it and go, we'll never be able to overcome this. Or, or you can say, I think that we could do something about this. And it just means good people have to step up everywhere. And you can't depend on government to fix things. Really, it's the Church of Jesus Christ all around this world. We're the repairers of the world. I love and, it. And, and people that believe that, that uh, making a difference is what they're on the earth to do. You can do that. We'd love for you to join us. Be a part of this. There's still room. We'd love to have you. Or if you just want to give, you can give through LifeChurchIN.com. You'll see everything right there on the website. Nathan, Donya, thank you. You guys are excellent as always. Casey, take us home before they kill me. All right. Thanks, Rob. Thank you, Kevin. And thank you for listening today. We're going to count on you to be back here tomorrow. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Have a great afternoon.